Shall we begin? <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Luncheon with Lisa. Um, I want to welcome my guests. But before we do that, I wanted to remind everybody, you know, it's Thursday and Luncheon with Lisa comes on every Thursday, 7 to 8. And we stream live on Facebook and YouTube. So remind everybody to um, tune into us because y'all don't want to miss this show. Um, I'm going to connect it a little bit to last week because last week we actually had some men come on because I always say that we usually have women come on um, and we'll have men here and there, but it's rare that we have a whole panel and show that's full of men. And we had a great conversation um, and it was just really about what they what they're doing in the community, how they're feeling about the pandemic. We had um, education, some someone in education, someone in business, someone in music. Um, we, we had some great guests and I decided that I wanted to keep that ball rolling um, because the men are showing up and last week's show was about our men matter. So I'm going to that's not the title of this show, but we're going to continue with that theme and letting you all know our men matter and they're doing wonderful things. And we're adding a little caveat to it because this group is actually um, doing things for our young men. Um, so they definitely need some exposure um, because we don't see a lot of that. So I wanted to first say hello to everybody. Welcome to another Thursday. Um, I know there's a lot going on in the world right now. So maybe we can chop that up a little bit, take a break from the TV and tune in and get some real information on what's going on in the community. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to introduce my guests. And then I'm going to um, we're going to get into some conversation. I'm going to let them explain what the 13th man is all about, how they got involved and how other people can get involved. So first, I'm going to introduce the founder. Um, we have Everett Devon Kelly, who's a native of the metropolitan Washington, D.C. area. He's a CEO and president of Novad is how you is that how you pronounce it? Yep, Novad. Mm -hmm. Novad Management Consulting, LLC. Mr. Kelly uses his expertise in business and project management to assist clients in assessing opportunities, refining capabilities, and capitalizing on resources to achieve greater success. Mr. Kelly has gained a reputation as a skillful listener and a firm but tactful communicator who gets to the heart of the problems through incisive and thorough analysts, uh, analysis. When Mr. Kelly founded Novad in 2003, he was determined that his consulting firm would not focus on quick fixes, short-term answers, and one-off solutions, but instead he cultivates long-term relationships based on ongoing dialogue, mutual trust, and integrity. Now, in 2012, Mr. Kelly began a board um, began became a board member of. NFTE Youth Entrepreneur Program, as well as a board member for Boys Town of Washington, D.C. since July 2010. Uh, Mr. Kelly was a supporter of the 2011 Black Enterprise Youth Entrepreneur Camp at Morehouse College, Leadership for New Generations Build, and Leadership Prince George's County. Devon Kelly has a BS degree in finance from Florida Tech and a master's degree in business administration from Bowie State University. I wanted to put that in there because I have quite a few friends who have um, children that graduated from Bowie. So I'm sure they wanted to hear that. So I'm going to show a little love outside of where I went to school. So, <laughs> so next I want to introduce Mr. Dr. Bruce Bradford. <laughs> I got chewed up on Facebook. No, <laughs> so Dr. Bradford is a native Washingtonian and a graduate of Cardoza Senior High School. But we forgive you for that. Okay. <laughs> After his high school graduation, he attended Tennessee State University in Nashville, Tennessee, on a swimming scholarship, where he earned his bachelor's of science in health and physical education and a master of um of arts degree in education. Upon his graduation from TSU, he returned to his home of Washington, D.C. to begin his professional career as a teacher, coach, mentor, parent, 
and role model. Coach varsity football, tennis, and swimming for 33 years in D.C. public schools, where his teams won many, many, I'm going to add a few, many, many, <laughs> many championships and awards. However, Coach Bradford is mostly proud of the successful lives that his athletes are living today after participating in team sports. And after his retirement from D.C. public schools, Bradford continued his educational pursuits and earned his doctorate in, in education from Bernelli University in Cecil, Pennsylvania. So welcome. Thank you. I'm also going to introduce Fred Lott, who is from Riverdale, Maryland. He is a proud graduate of Hampton University, where he earned his bachelor's degree in marketing. He is also an alumni of Southeastern University, where he obtained master's degree in public health and business administration. Although he got his spiritual foundation while attending Cornerstone Baptist Church in Temple Hills, Maryland, under Reverend Harold King, he's proud to be to have been a member of the unique bunch of believers at Cornerstone Peaceful Baptist Church in Upper Marlboro, Maryland, under the direction of pastors Daniel and Sabrina Magrum for 10 years. It was at this cornerstone that he was licensed as a gospel minister in 2003 and received a foundation in ministry of deliverance and power, deliverance and the power of purity and prayer. So I wanted to share a little bit more about, about um, Fred Lott, with, whether young or old, Pastor Fred has a passion for seeing the men of God on fire for the Lord. His dedication to the men has taken the form of mentoring young men, conducting the Upper Room Brothers Bible studies with his longtime friend Troy Carpenter, preaching at men's retreats and raising his own young man, Joshua. It has been said about Pastor Fred that men can appreciate his transparency and gift and gifts of encouragement with which he's been blessed. He's often said when we get the men of God fired up and sold out for Jesus, the rest of the family will follow. Welcome. And we also have Kevin Weidman, a CEO of, and I might not pronounce this properly, so please correct me, but Koniag. Koniag. I was close. I was close. Koniag Government Services. Kevin Weidman oversees a portfolio of companies, including including Koniag Information Security Services, Inc., Koniag Services, Inc., Koniag Technology Services, Inc., and Koniag Management Solutions, LLC. Um, I wanted to share with you that Mr. Weidman holds a Bachelor's of Science in Electrical Engineering from Temple University, class of 1985. Mr. Weidman has passionately supported multiple charity events and causes throughout his lifetime. But I wanted to add this caveat too, that as a former a former college athlete, Mr. Wyman still enjoys playing basketball and is an avid golfer. And I thought that would be a great add-in, considering that we're getting ready to or getting yeah getting ready to introduce the thirteenth man. Um, and I'm going to make sure that um, Devon shares how that is kind of connected, the basketball kind of thing, like where it all came from. So welcome, gentlemen, to Luncheon with Lisa. I'm happy to have you on. Um, and now we want to find out what is the 13th man? So the 13th man, um, as as you as as we've said before, is not a place where young men come because they're at risk, right? So one of the things that we fought is that when you talk about 12 to 17 year old, predominantly African-American men, you immediately go to they're at risk. We are talking about our young leaders of tomorrow. The mission of the 13th man is to elevate the lives of these men through personal development, leadership engagements, and just being around overall good good men, good men of color like the, like the ones you have on your panel. Um, we started out in 2014. I, I, I came up with an idea because there were uh, people in my lives who uh, share with me on the right path on where I should go. They came in the forms of uh, my dad, uh, college coaches, uh, college teammates, high school coaches, boys club coaches. And I thought that there are a lot of young men who need the same kind of leadership. Oftentimes, when you play sports, uh, you get to travel around, you get to see uh, see the world, see the states, um, and do things that some really uh, young men aren't able to do. 
However, there was always a, one or two guys who didn't make that team, who wasn't didn't have the ability to make a, uh, a AAU traveling team and everything. And I thought, what, what about that guy? What do we do for that guy? And uh, so then I came up with an idea. Let's let's do something for that guy. So not only are we trying to help the young men become the young game changers of their communities, but also leaders of tomorrow. And in the, in the same process, as you know, uh, everyone on this panel and our mentors are, are, are athletic base and see if we can help them maybe make that team. So the experience of being in the 13th man is really to help the young men experience something they otherwise wouldn't without being there. Um, it has been a personal journey for me uh, for the last six years. Um, I couldn't do it without the help of these uh, men on, on the panel today. Um, we've grown from an idea of 30 young men, I think in our first summer classic, to now we're over a hundred young boys that we service here in the Prince George's County area. We've got over 50 young men in the Charlotte area. Um, and we try to treat each one of them as if this is our, our mission to make you a better person. And if you start there, our goal is to start there. If you become a better person, things tend to fall in place later on in life. And, and, and usually it has an immediate impact. Um, and that's really sort of the basis of what we do here 13th Man. Okay. Um, yes, I, I, I love the connection with the 13th Man, and I love what you're doing and bringing our young men. And there's not a lot of programs out here, in my opinion, unless I just haven't heard of them, that really focus on um, our young men. And I like the touch that it's not necessarily about at-risk children, um, that there should be programs out here for just children that we want to lead, um, you know, on to do great things. And they don't have to be at risk before we're reaching out to help them. Um, I wanted to share with some of your board members because everyone else is a board member with 13th Man. So Fred, let's start with Fred. What What attracted you or how did you get involved with the 13th Man? Oh, thank you, Lisa. Um, but I, the guy who just spoke is a good friend of mine. I've known that man for over 33 years. And uh, I remember when he um, brought to me the 13th man, he said, big fella, I need you to be a part of this. And I said, what, what is it about? And he told me all about it, Lisa. And Lisa, you read my bio. My bio, my bio is a passion for young men and just men, period. And I said, Mr. Kelly slash Devon, um, whatever you need, I'm going to be there for you. And Lisa, over the last six years, I thought it was going to be something that we were going to bless. I was going to basically bless the young men. But Lisa, the 13th man has basically changed my life. Like literally, like basically those young boys have taught me more about myself than I ever thought I could know. Um, their pain, their passion, everything. And I realized, Lisa, I was missing something. Literally before the 13th man, don't worry, I got a beautiful family, got kids, got a church and all that. But 13th man has changed my life. And just like being on this ride with Devon, Mr. Kelly and those two other brothers you see and the other 100 kids and 50 kids here in Charlotte, it's been a blessing beyond a blessing, Lisa. I think after a while, you can live for a while and you just say, okay, I'm doing well, I'm doing well, different things. But until you start giving back, touching, uh, my sister runs track, until you start passing that baton. And I, I believe mm -hmm. Mr. Kelly, what he's done, he's done this. A lot of times, most people, they get where he is and they just keep running. But Mr. Kelly said, listen, I want to pass the baton. A lot, a lot of entrepreneurs drop it on different things. Mr. Kelly picked it up. He put it in my hand. I'm putting it in another man's hand. So Lisa, 13th man has been life changed. And so whatever uh, me and Devon go way back, I was going to do anything for him anyway. But this, I told him, I said, it's just not about 13th man. This has changed my life. Just giving back. And the young men, I can't even describe Lisa. Those young boys, I'm, I'm not going to cry. I'll start crying thinking about them. But it's really just earth shattering, like what some of the young men have been through, but they still have beautiful smiles on their face. And it makes you realize that all that they've been through and they can smile, come on now. So I think for me, each, each time I'm around the boys, around those great men like Kevin and Dr. Bradford, and it's, it, Devon has a great, he, he put a great team together. And with that team, we're just trying to just um, encourage these boys, lift them up, and it's the next generation. So, you know, we have a lot going on in the world, but a lot of people don't know because of Mr. Kelly, we know what's coming behind us, and what's coming behind us is greatness. And it's not going to be on the news, different things, but we have some great things coming, and I've seen it at the meetings with the boys. So, Lisa, I could talk forever about the 13th man, but it, the man you're talking to from Adams Morgan slash Riverdale, this has changed my life forever. And I think I, I've, loved, I've always loved Mr. Kelly, but 
um, this has been a blessing beyond blessings. And like I said, he put a great team around him. Absolutely. I mean, it just sounds like that is double, triple, quadruple blessings. Um, and it's good to belong to something where, you know, you're pouring into young people because um, they are coming right behind you. And I will just say it's just wonderful to see men pouring back into young men, children, whatever. Um, so this is blessing me just this whole conversation so far. Let me move on. I'm sorry, Kevin. Lisa, I will say this. I will add this because you said you men. Uh, Mr. Kelly said we have some great young men. And I think it's, it's, it's a good story because some of these young men don't have the, that father figure. And so when oh, you look okay. at Dr. Bradford, you look at Dr. Bradford, you look at Mr. Kevin, you look at Mr. Um, uh, Mr. Devon Kelly. I mean, literally, like you become that father figure and you're maybe the first person in their life, Lisa. When we look, look these boys in their eyes and say in a godly and a manly way, I love you. You are beautiful. Right. You don't have to do no more. You're you're fine the way you are. Like they're waiting on that like slash father's blessing or that approval. And when you can do that, and those boys come in on Mr. Kelly knows on a Thursday when he had the um, some of the classics and they leave on that Saturday or Sunday. Lisa, they're swag. They're looking at you in the eyes. I mean, it's a whole. It's like it's life changing. So for the people watching, um, this is just not like a regular organization. This thing is off the hook and it's a whole nother level to be honest i could talk about it, it but you gotta see it you gotta see it i I'm love it i love it so kevin tell us how you got involved with the 13th man you know similar to pastor fred you know devon's a, a personal friend of mine uh and i remember when uh, president barack obama was in office he he constantly challenged us to serve and it got to me because as we sit in the comforts of our own world and our own lives that sometimes we forget that we should be serving and doing more. And just watching Devon do as much as he was doing, it challenged me. I say, no, I, I could do, I should be doing more. As much as I was doing, it challenged me to do more. And Devon is such a great leader. He was going to do this. He had that vision. He was going to do it regardless. Mm -hmm. And all that was your partner. You don't have to do this by yourself. Right, right. So let me, let me jump in and help you. I, I, I need an outlet to serve to do more. So let me jump in and serve with you and do and do more. And uh, and as Pastor Fred said, is is a blessing to help you know to help young men. Um, you know, being raised by a single mom, growing up, I would have been a candidate for the Thirteenth Man, you know, program. Um, you know, even though I was on the team as the athlete that I am, um, but I still needed the the mentorship and the guidance of a, of a strong uh, uh, male figure in, in my life. So I, you know, Devon knows I'll always do any and any, any and everything I could possibly do to help the uh, 13th man. I love it um, because it's it's not just about them too. It's it's showing brotherhood um, on a level that we don't see all the time. I mean, we hear mm. about it, but this is where not just you all get to do this brotherhood, but young people get to witness brotherhood and see how it works and how it moves. Um, so Mr. Dr. Bradford, <laughs> um, I, won't use, I won't use dad because we live, but Dr. Bradford, um, tell us how you got involved. Um, this sounds like a perfect fit knowing, you know, from knowing what I know with you. So how did you get involved with this? Well, everyone has stole all of my thunder. So I just get to the point. First of all, <laughs> I was going to ask you to address me the way you normally do with say, oh, okay. <laughs> and that really means a lot to me because, you know, I don't, I have one of these sad stories, but I had a father for 11 years in my life, but I always talk about, and I see Pastor uh, Fred here. I am a teacher, not by choice. It's the way that I was designed to be, and it's something that I love to do. And I ask people my age, older and younger, if you had to have had a career such as I've had, <clears throat> I'm blessed to have said I taught 46 years and I've been retired for four years. So, you know, I'm the grandfather of this team right here. So I hope that memberships has its privileges and I think that they look at me, but I am excited that Devon Kelly, who I've known since he was a little bitty boy, his mom and dad and our personal friends. And it's just like, it's a magnetism. And I think and believe wholeheartedly in God. And I think he directs our path. My path was directed to him. He was directed to me. We don't have a choice in life. I ask people, if you had to start all over again and have another career, what would you choose? I tell them every time I would be a teacher, a coach, a mentor. I don't want to be a rich, filthy, rich doctor. You know, and people get concerned about Dr. Bradford and things like that. That doesn't give me status. I think my sake, my God will call me Bruce. You will call me dad because that's the way I've been with you all along. 
So I, I have fallen on the shoulders of more people in my life that have taken the role of a father, a mentor, a coach, a director, a role model. And I was envious of that. I feel like I appreciated it so much that I wanted to do that. I don't want to be a picture or a memory or uh, an obituary program sitting in somebody's closet. I want to have made the difference in someone's life. And that's mm. what I've had. I tell people that God provide, provides my every need. But I always throw this little caveat in. It is the one thing that God denied me, and he denied me to ever be an orphan. I've never felt like an orphan. I've had big brothers, little brothers, and middle-aged brothers and sisters as well who have directed my path. And when I look at people like you and see a former student who is an adult, a mother, and a leader, and a person with passion, if you can see in here, each one of us, when we talk, it comes from our cardiac. It doesn't come from our mouth. You hear it out mm -hmm. of our mouth, but it's our heart speaking. And when Mr. Kelly calls me and asks me, can I do this or do that before he, I don't know why he says, can you or will you? He should just tell me, report here and there at this time and do this. Answer <laughs> automatically, yes. So I'm not gonna take up everyone's time. I know how you say the the oldest for the last <laughs> and to get that Perry Mason type summation. So I'm gonna sit back, chill. <laughs> I know who it is and chime in when necessary. But you know, it's God's speed that we do most what we do best, and what we do best is because. The scripture says, lay not up treasures on this side of the earth. We don't do it for accolades. When we have the opportunity to, to reveal to other people that there is an opportunity because some people do not know. And we humbly thank you for this exposure because we hope that mm -hmm. someone, at least one person, will call and say, how do I become a part of 13th man? And we're going to say, welcome. Yep. Yes. And that and that's part of why I do what I do um, is to um, share the shine and extend that olive branch and yeah. hopefully just be a step um, on everyone's step up to wherever hmm. they're headed. Um, I mean, that's why I'm here. So knowing what you all do just makes me smile because I can tell that these boys, um, these young men are blessed um, that you are even even a small part of their lives, even if it was just one year they were here or they stayed a long time. So tell me a little bit about what age group you um is is are most of your students or is it open to all ages? What what the age group is? So so the age group is is it's supposed to be twelve to seventeen, right? So <laughs> it's supposed to be twelve to seventeen. But as these as these gentlemen know, we we've allowed um, as early as ten year olds. 10 turning 11 year olds. And, uh, you know, one of the passions I have, if, if a young man comes to me and says, hey, Mr. Kelly, I'd like to be a part of your program. We've had some younger brothers and they're, they're looking forward to the summer classic. I just don't say no. I said, OK, here we go. And, uh, you know, it's a tough it's a tough, tough road for them, particularly at the summer classic for what we put them through on the leadership thing. However, one of the things that we do is at some point you have to become responsible. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we teach about responsibility. We teach about waking up in the morning, having having have, having to make the decision to go to bed early um, and getting up in the morning. Um, we make the decision of sitting in a room where you have to listen and engage and, and, and learn more information about it. Those are things that, that you can start off at 10. You don't have to wait till you're 30. You don't have to wait till you're out of college. So if you can get them started on the right track early. Right. That pathway becomes even easier. And I think a lot of times. As young as young men, we're not taught that, right? And then we get into a boardroom, and we're sitting there going, "Okay, what is this about?" Or we don't know how to make sure that we focus, what kind of notes we're taking. And uh, I think it's important for us to get the young men in. And and we we you know we we're not that group that's going to make you sit in the lecture hall the entire time. We do some fun activities, but you have to prioritize, right? And um, the young men have bit have gone in. Um, last year was uh, yeah, last year was our first group of the first, I guess, eighth and ninth graders that went through the program for four to five years. Now they're becoming freshmen in college. Um, Fred's wow. Fred, Fred yeah. son is one of them. He's now a sophomore in college, right? So he, he started from the very first year. And so I've watched these young men grow up, right? I've watched them how they do interviews for college now. I've watched them now that they've come back. And, and when you know the program is doing a great job, all of the young men who now have aged out, if you will, have all called, called back and said, hey, Mr. Kelly, can I be chaperone? 
I want to be a part of 13th Man. So last year was the first year we had a group, I think about eight people who had come through the program. They became the chaperones. So now Fred and I and, and Kevin, and Dr. Bradford, now we just sit back and allow them to go chase them around and said, hey, wake up and become a thing. So it's been fun that way as well to watch them grow. Well, I love the fact that, you know, I never even thought about it. You broke it down to even knowing how to get up in the morning because I, I, you know, I have a college. Um, well, he's a senior this year. And that was one of my struggles with him. Um, getting up, you get you need to get up. You know, you got to go. You got to get out of here. Um, but I am sure that should be one thing that moms and dads are like, OK, we need to call them up and get you involved because, yeah, you need to get because I, I guess we don't teach our kids how important it is to start to manage your time at a young age. We let them sleep in. Um, but back in the day, I will share this when you know, back in the day, we got up early um, and. I don't, we weren't going anywhere and doing anything, but it was kind of like we were prepared. I always told my kids, I said, look, we got up in the morning because if, you know, our parents went somewhere and we wanted to go, they were going to wait on us to get dressed and get ready. So we needed to be up and ready just in case something happened. Um, and we were ready to go because when my mother was saying I'm gone, it was like you you hopping in the car with me. It's not like wait a minute. Um, so I like the fact that that's even that far down. You all are trying to, you know, teach them um, what other kind of because you mentioned something about a leadership program. So, you know, and everyone can chime in and, and, and what what kind of leadership skills are you teaching these young men in addition to what you shared? Because that's, that's some powerful stuff right there. Yeah. So, so let me, and, I, and I'll let, I'll let the, the other three gentlemen jump in. I'm just going to tell you about our, our, our actual signature event and, and it's called the summer classic. It's a four day event, um, Thursday through Sunday. Um, and we have over a hundred young men come, uh, and they start off on, on Thursday. Uh, they check in, uh, and then from Thursday through Sunday, we actually have leadership speakers. We have designed leadership class team building activities. Um, we have, as as goes far as uh, sitting at a table and having uh, dinner, uh, learning how to eat dinner without a phone in your hands, having conversation there, uh, learning about topics. Um, as I mentioned earlier, we start that day off at uh, 6.30 in the morning. The young men get up at 6.30 in the morning. We have a half hour, 45 minute boot camp. Then they come back in, they eat breakfast, they shower, and then they don't go to sleep again until probably about 12.30, one o'clock that night. And we do that straight for four days. So it's a long four days. And, and, and leadership is not always about learning the words that someone put on a table. Leadership sometimes is about leading your roommate to get up and go. Who's gonna take control of that uh, group that's at that table? Who's going to say, hey, look, guys, I'm trying to listen here. How about how about we settle down for a little bit? Right. And that's why I said about a 10, 11 year old becomes tough. But we we, we, we we instill it and we you know, we, we make sure that they learn from their mistakes. Right. So we try not to. So as, as Kevin said earlier, when you start on Thursday um, and come when you drop them off on Thursday, I always promise that when you see your young man or son come back on Sunday, you're going to see a different guy. You just want to see a different guy. And, and, and that's what's important. So I'll let I'll let, you know, Pastor Fred go through the round some of the leadership things that they see in the summer classic. And, and I will mention that one of the things that we do for the programs, every program of the 13th man is completely free. So if your young man signs up for our program, meaning all you go onto our website and sign up for our program, you are now a 13th man member. That 13th man member gauges allows you to participate in any activity that we have. That goes from tutorials, that goes to the summer classic, that goes to uh, field trips, guide talk, anything. I never wanted a young man to be deprived of the opportunity to be a game changer or leader of tomorrow because of financial, of something they can't control. And wow. I think a lot of people get shortchanged because of that. So God willing, and the fact that I have people like these people around me to help me, if I'm able to do it, there will never be a young man who's... Um, who has to pay to, to participate or pay to be a, a game changer. So I'll let Pastor Fred and Kevin and Dr. Bradford talk a little bit more about some of the leadership components that they see. So Pastor Fred, well, if you want to Look, I, I'm hoping that, um, and you all being here to, tonight will be um, a step in, uh, a further step in that direction because I think that is amazing. And I do think that that's what holds people back sometimes, or even people who have programs that want to get to that level um, and just need some exposure, some help, 
um, some people who are on board to um, to help. And I'm hoping that I can expose you to, I am part of a mentoring group, um, it's young ladies, but I'm part of a mentoring group. And, and the reason why I know this is so important because the feeling I get from just being able to do something as simple as go to an event with them, have a conversation with them. Um, and, and when you mentioned something about when they graduate kind of out of the program, it's gotta be a huge, um, it put a huge smile on your face when they leave and they want to come back. Um, that says a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back. I'm going to circle back around the opposite way. So um, dad, yes, <laughs> I'm like, what do I say? What do I say? You but say what you, um, say. You, have been, you have, this has been your life, your, your life's journey. Mm -hmm. um, and I've watched you in a room full of grown men, and afterwards, they're like, how do I stay in touch with him? Because he just blessed me so much with just real talk conversation. So I know this has just got to be your lane. So wh what kind of things do you like about and what, what do you do within the program? And what do you feel like you offer? And what are you getting out of it? Let me let me know a little bit about that. You know, I get I get more more than I can imagine. I could explain in the times of words and the time that we have. But. Mr. Kelly has asked me on several occasions to be a clinician at the, at the uh, leadership thing. I've been the speaker uh, two times at the culmination. And each time it just it's a thrilling experience because I know that we, not me, for third person plural, not first person singular, it's not about I. We mm -hmm. have done something to change a person's life, to give them a roadmap. I didn't grow up with GPS. That's something new to me. But we have the GPS for children and the lives mm -hmm. in which they can see things. Uh, when when Devon started off and tell us we're not looking at at risk children and the, like a reform program, we're doing a preventive measurement. You know, you train up a child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he will not depart from it. Right. That's Proverbs 22, 6. We bring that spirit into the lives of children, especially those of us who know how to teach what not to do and mm -hmm. the consequences there are. Because see, when people get in a situation where there's a consequence and they are adjudicated by a judge, it's a bit late in many instances. They don't have a compassionate person like a Fred or Kevin or Devon or Bruce, then they're in trouble. And we want to prevent people from being in trouble. You know, uh, what's the shirt now? Good trouble. We've, we've been doing that for many years. And I want to put a plug in that I have a, my first grandson is a senior at Bowie State. We give him Bowie a lot of plans, but he was <laughs> in this program as well. And he learned from this. He learned because Mr. Kelly told him about getting a, a, a bank account. And now he has a sizable mm -hmm. bank account, but he learned this. So these are the children that I want to take care of me. When I get in a nursing home, I want I don't want somebody that went to school with me the same age that has half hammers like I do. And then walk around here talking, well, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give you an aspirin and you call me in the morning. No, you better come up with something new and something <laughs> inviting for me to believe in. I'm gonna pass the baton and put the pressure on Kevin because he didn't laugh at my joke. So I'm gonna put him on <laughs> <laughs> Look, he said he wants somebody that's going to keep him alive. Okay, so that's, yeah. that's right. I know that. So, Kevin, um, because he put you on the spot right there, you because you you weren't laughing, but I know you thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you on mute. You're on mute, Kev. I said my heart was smiling. Well, okay, there you go. <laughs> I can't hear your heart, man. That's <laughs> for that, okay? <laughs> so share a little bit, Kevin, about what you what you've gotten since you've been what you've received um, from being in the program, and what you um, even what you want to bring to the table when you you know going forward in the program. So you know, one of the things that. Uh, be, 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 because you know I've, I've i've been blessed right you know i come from humble beginnings but i've been blessed along my journey as well so one thing you always want to do is share is share your blessing devon mentioned that none of the kids pay for anything to participate in this program um but one of the things that devon did not say and he would not say is in the beginning in a lot of this he was funding a lot of this was coming out of his pocket and so that's what we talked about different, you know, fundraisers and raising money because as the program grows, he's doing well, but he's not doing that well where, where he can start 
fantastic out when it gets up to around two, 200 people. So actually helping him, you know, in the fundraising aspect of it from his signature golf tournament um, is you get a lot in return. Uh, from a leadership perspective, you know, I, I lead an organization of over 1,200 employees. So the last summer classic, uh, Devon asked me to speak at the, the closing banquet about the elements of leadership. Um, but one of the most important points that I think goes unnoticed with these kids is the circle of people that Devon mm -hmm. has around him. Right. And so we, you know, we talk all our kids surround yourself with like minded, with positive people such that your positive circle will move in a positive direction. And Devon always tells the kids, this is my circle of trust. If they're not in my circle of trust, I'm not going to bring them around you. Mm -hmm. And so I like to see the kids see the types of people that Devon has circled himself with such that they'll replicate that and do the same. And if they have someone that's in their circle that they're hanging with, they'll realize, you know what? This person is not going to help me move in a positive manner. So I need to eliminate them from, from my circle. So the biggest thing I, I just love to see is when you when you when you go to summer classic from year to year, just to see the growth and maturity of the kids as they go through as they go through the program. You know, the, one of the first years at the banquet, you know, we sat down and you know, it was, you know, the, the kids were made, they were taking pictures of the food, and it was just, you know, they were just so excited to be having a banquet style meal. And then you go three years later, you know, they sit down at the table and they're commanding the room, right? And they're commanding the conversation. You're not trying to draw conversations out of them. So I just get so much one out of seeing the growth and development of them, but then also continue to support, you know, Devon in uh in, in, in the mission of the 13th man. I love it. So I'm gonna give the same question to you, um, Mr. Lott. What what do you um and I, I can already, I'm not even a part of the 13th man and I'm already getting something from the program. This is amazing, but share a little bit about, you know, what you've done within the group and, you know, what, what you want to get out of it as well going forward. Oh, uh, Lisa, thank you. I think what I've done, what I've gotten out of it is just um, that the these young men that Mr. Kelly have, you know, has been blessed. And like Dr. Bradford said that we were part of that, we're not just touching lives, we're touching generations. I mean, these these young men, um, Lisa, I, I just, but we grew up in the same area, all those things, but it's a, it's a totally different day. So Lisa, I remember one time I was sitting at a table and one of the young men said, Mr. Lott, how did you get out of your area? How did you get out of Riverdale? And I said, I'm sorry. He said, I'm trying to get out of where you got out. Show me, to, to Dr. Bradford's point, show me the GPS. How did you do it? Because people are coming. People are coming at me right now, whether it be drugs, sex, different things. He said it's too much, and I don't know how I'm gonna get out. But when I read your bio, I heard we're from the same area. Walk me through how you got out. And it's to wow. what um, your brother Kevin is saying. We have to let the people know you got to surround yourselves. And I said one of the reasons I am where I am is because you look at that guy in the blue shirt. I surrounded myself with people who are going shoo like this. I surrounded myself and 33, 33 years later, I'm able to sit at the table because of that man, that blue shirt, because when I wanted to go one way, he was like, big fella, we're not doing that. We got, we got more stuff to do. He had a dad that was no joke. I have a dad that's no joke. And they, and they, and we, we, they pushed us that way. So Lisa, it was a blessing to walk this young man through where he was trying to get out of. And he's doing a great job now too. But I would, I would just say it's so many different stories, Lisa. I mean, like, what do I get out of? I, all we do is serve. One of the ladies, uh, I don't know technology too well, Lisa, but I saw Miss Smalls. She's from our Charlotte area. Uh, we come there, Lisa. I think a lot of organizations, they want to, even though they say about service, they want to get served. They want to mm -hmm. get served. The people part of 13th Man, there's no Dr. Braff. Even if he's a doctor, he earned it. But Dr. Braff comes there, he serves. Kevin's a big CEO, he serves. Mr. Kelly serves like no other. Nobody comes there. But without knowing, you got to roll up your sleeves. You got to stay late. You got to pour into these kids. It's all about 13th man is about service. If you're not about service, you don't need to even sign up. And I'm not trying to throw people away, but I'm trying to say this is a serving organization. These right. men serve. We serve. And I think 
a lot of people, Lisa, want to get served, but they don't know how to serve. And we teach these young boys how to serve. If you see a woman like Miss Lisa, you open that door. If, you, if you're talking to her, you look her in her eyes. It is so much service and just how to serve. And I think that's what we're missing about that service component. And I think Kevin made a great point. Mr. Kevin made a great point. That man up there in that blue shirt, um, I get on him all the time because um, he won't say it and he won't talk about it because his, his humility is crazy. But every dollar comes from that blue shirt, and it's like he won't make it, he won't make the kids pay for anything. The parents, this is unheard of, Lisa, unheard of. And even like they do their little golf, the golf thing and everything, but he's still doing it all by the grace of God. Number one, by the grace of God. So he he's the template of this, and so. Um, yes. That's what I get out of it. And, and also, Lisa, just the bonding, like literally I'm about to cry now because I don't know much about technology. I miss these brothers so much. Like literally, Lisa, like I'm looking at Devon, I'm looking at Dr. Bradford, I'm looking at Kevin. Kevin has that swag. You know, he dresses all the time. He got a little swag. And Dr. Bradford is cool. Your daddy, your daddy dresses when he comes, Lisa. He, your daddy, basically, Lisa, that's Mr. Miyagi. He drops all the knowledge. Wax on, wax off. Wax on, wax off. Mr. Miyagi, I, when I met Dr. Bruce Bradford, I was like, who is this man, Devon? He said, I've known him my whole life. And, and this Dr. Bradford is the template. But when those young boys get to see that, Lisa, your daddy, I mean, he, he commands the room like Devon says, right? But when those young boys see Kevin and Devon Kelly and I looking at Dr. Bradford with our mouths open, then those boys look at us, they're looking at Dr. So you're going generation to another generation, another generation. It's all one big family. So it's so hard. Lisa, I don't know if back at Spelman, you could tell people you had to be there. You were at a certain thing. You said you just had to be there. Lisa, we can talk about this for an hour. And don't wrong, we're doing it no justice because yeah. you, have to, you have to be there because there's so much going on in the world. And right now, let's talk about the world of like the metro in, in Charlotte. Those boys have so much going on, but Lisa, what we need now more than anything, and what Devon Kelly has brought to these boys through the grace of God is that word hope. They come yes. in there and they don't have hope. And Dr. Bradford knows what is hope, but an expectation. You're expecting Absolutely. something. And so when you come in a third fourth man, they ex they're, they're expecting something. And when they leave, you should see the parents' face, Lisa. They say, hold on, that's my son? That's not like what happened from Thursday to Sunday. Stand up straight and watch what they say, Lisa, this word. Mom, I'm sorry. I haven't been the man I should be. Mom, I've been, like you said, I didn't get up early. I've been disrespected. I learned from Mr. Kelly, from Kevin, from Dr. Bradford, that basically I need to treat you so much better. And, they, and you see mothers crying. You see fathers crying. And it's not just for one day. These boys, three or four years later, they know how to respect people, do different things, because they've seen the template. And they have brothers, like, basically call them out on this stuff. It's like, listen, yeah. we do this out of love. You rather us do it than the police do it or society do it. You're in Absolutely. a, at least almost like the NBA, you're in a bubble. And we're not going to let you out till you know how to play outside this bubble. And so well, that's I, what, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to share with you because, um, and why this is so important because, okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm not a part of the program, but I will say what you all are doing and how it can be such a huge impact um generations later because and i'll use um dad for for example me going into you know high school um mm -hmm. and my family was in in the school so i mean i almost didn't have a choice but to be on the swimming team it was like <laughs> when you come over here that's just what your family does they get on the swim team so right. i did it but i mean when we when i got on the team he was serious about your um report cards he was serious about your behavior i mean it was like it was a parent at school um, so the rules that applied at home also apply when I went to school and you couldn't do athletics if you didn't take care of your academics and the fact, the impact that those teachers and, um, Mr. Bradford had on me. And I think the whole entire school, um, has, has gone over into our adult lives and then into our children's lives. Like I said, I have a son who's my oldest is 30, but I have a son who's a senior at um, Eastern Shore. And I want him exposed to Mr. Bradford because of what he poured into me. Um, and I think that's 
for to have a whole entire school of people to remember you from what you did way back in the day is what you all are creating right now. You have, you know, I'm sure young men who will never forget this experience. Um, and and when I heard that, you know, Mr. Bradford and Devon, that when you were young, he was in your life, and now it kind of circled back around, and that that whole storyline right there is just like so powerful. Um, I'm, I'm just in awe of what you all are doing and um, I'm, I'm kind of speechless, but I, I, Lisa, may I, may I jump in real quick? And, and, and again, I think, I think they, they you know, they, they, they send, tend to give me kudos and, and everything with 13 men, but I, I, I just want to make sure everyone knows that this organization is started by me. So I'm a visionary and I had the vision, but you can't do it alone. Although I will try a lot to do it all by yourself, but I, I, I've got a realm of friends, a realm of staff, and everybody pours in from the heart, right? And and again, like Pastor Fred said and everything, until you experience, you really don't really get an appreciation. You obviously can go to the website and look at some of our videos, but the the reward that we get is when I said, a young man comes back and he says, hey, thank you, Mr. Kelly. Right. And that's powerful stuff. Right. I still use some of the lines of some of my eighth grade coaches. Right. And so they're going to sit there and now it's become a funny thing. OK, let me let's see who can imitate Mr. Kelly now. Right. And I told him, I mean, Pastor Fred and I talked about it. You will be having these conversations that you've had from these 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 tables 30, 35 years. Right. And there's not a time that Pastor Fred and I don't get together that we don't talk about those times. And I said, that's powerful stuff because so many people out here in the world want you to split, right? But there's mm. power in numbers, right? Mm. And so the guy who's sitting at your table around your table may be the next CEO of Kanye. That might be the next CEO of Kanye. You may not work for him. You may actually have a business dealing with him. You have no idea what that will end up by just having a conversation. When you sit at the table, right? And we talk about commanding the room. We talk about first impressions. You don't know who you might see at that table who might later on be a CEO to hire you out of college, Absolutely. right? Who may give you a chance. And these are these, what we talk about giving opportunity. And that's all that the 13th man is, is trying to do. Give you an opportunity, otherwise you wouldn't do it. Unfortunately, COVID prevented us, but we were taking a group of 20 young men to Paris this fall in September, we were going to Paris to give them the experience of going international, right? Just to see what others, um, how they live, right? Yeah. And, and that was experience that you, you know, most kids don't get. I did. I certainly did get it till I was out of college. I didn't I, right. So I thought <laughs> it was important to do, and 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 it was about the experience. We had twenty young men excited about going. We're still planning on going next fall, um, so we're still doing meetings to get them acclimated. But those are the experiences that we need. And so as we go and I, and I see the chat room and like Fred, I'm, I'm, I'm a little limited on how I work that. But on the chat room, so now what what you need is you need powerful men. So when I sit here and the next time you have us on the 13th man, it's not the four of us on here. We need four other men on here. And you're going to ask them the same question. What brought you into the 13th man? And I'm hoping that they say, because I watched you on Luncheon with Lisa and learned about the program and wanted to serve. Mm -hmm. Right. And wanted to serve. And if I get that right, everything else falls into place. Everything else falls. But I money is great and, and it funds our programs and everything. But I need people who want to give back, who want to pull another young man to give back. And if you do that, the power in numbers as we move along will be incredible. And that's the legacy that, that I want to do and the legacy that I want to live for the 13th man. Absolutely. So I, I actually wanted to ask you all, um, being involved for so long, I'm not sure how long each of you have been involved, but um, I wanted to see if you all could share with me what has been your most powerful moment or exchange interaction with one of the um, students or, you know, one of the young men in the program that you probably will hold on to forever, whether it's funny or, you know, just motivational but share with me one of those exchanges because i think those are the things that we hold on to you remember like those moments so what was one of those moments for you I, devon yeah so i, I i'll start it, it's, it's really two quick ones that i'll do um our first year we had a young man who's now a senior he's been in the program from the very beginning and we speak about commanding the room and one of the things that i talk about is you have to speak clearly you have to speak loudly and everyone needs to hear you not yell but you need to have and we probably had the youngest guy in our group and we wanted him to introduce. I believe he was introducing maybe Dr. Bradford, but maybe not. He was introducing our keynote speaker. Mm -hmm. 
And and he came up and his name was Zion. And I, I said, hey, and, and, and he was small at that time. Now he's a senior, but he was, I think, an eighth grade at that time. And I worried that no one was going to be able to hear him. So I said, hey, you know, Zion, here's the microphone. Um, here's it. He said, no, Mr. Kelly, I'm not using the microphone. And he commanded the room and did it. And that was powerful stuff for me. You know, that, that happened in four days. We also had another young man who uh, I think it was last year, I think he was going to read about what the 13th man meant to him. Mm -hmm. And he was going to speak in front of the whole group. Now we've grown. So you got 100 kids, which means you have at least 200 people in the room. His mom and dad came up to me and said, I'm scared to death that he won't do it. I said, he'll be fine. Trust me. His mom and dad to this day thank me for allowing him to get the confidence to speak in front of 200 people. And those were two moments that I'll never forget. Never forget. That, that's I where uh, Lisa. Which I one? It was last year, Devon. I think when you asked me to be the speaker at the uh, mm -hmm. Christmas banquet, right? Yep. And and I asked him, and we were talking about interrelation or interpersonal relationships. And I asked the person, I asked the young man, I said, I, I don't know how we did it. I got a guy to come up. And I said, I want you to go over and introduce yourself to someone that you've been here with for three days that you don't really know. And he did that when he came back. I gave him $10 and he said, thank you so much. I don't think I've shared this with you all, but after it was over, he came up, he said, uh, do you want me to introduce myself to anybody else? That was my wife's money. She gave me a case I had an emergency. I need to replace <laughs> Say, give me my prop back. No. <laughs> yeah, that was my prop. I meant to give him a Monopoly $10. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, Kevin, what what was the moment for you? Um, you know, it was it was a moment that happened uh, and and last uh, summers at the classic, and Vine was uh, was talking about it. You know, he he's always tells the kids be self aware, right, and how people size you up. And he was telling the story one of the kids that you know was at the summer classic, and he got on the elevator, and some other older people were on the elevator, and because we're at a hotel, right. Uh, and, and, and the one lady said to the kid, hey, are, are you here uh, uh, for, for a basketball tournament, right? Because he's a young black male, he's a basketball player. And with all the proudness in the world, he said, no, I'm here for a leadership development program. And, that, and then, yeah, yeah, to me, that was, that was so, so powerful. And if I could just add in one last bit, and, and Devon, you know, he talked about this, but, you know, our signature event for fundraising is a, is a golf tournament um, that we talked about. And as a result of COVID, um, you know, we were not able to have that golf tournament, you know, this, this year. So this is not a fundraiser. It's not an ask, but if anybody's out there, uh, you know, listen, watch and say, Hey, you move, you motivated. Maybe you want to help. Maybe you can't be a mentor because of where you are geography. I'm sure you have a wide reach. Um, I think the website is 13man.org. Uh, if you want to, if you move and want to support, um, uh, we, we would, uh, we would definitely appreciate it. The bond is not going to ask. Right, <laughs> money. I, we don't need money. I mean, no, no, we need money. We need, we need people to help, but we need money too, right? So it's it's okay, right? Yeah, we're not begging, right? But we're saying if you move, if you so move, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, he said he's doing it, but he's saying, um, but you can you can help out if you like. I mean, yeah, yeah, we can help. Yeah, maybe you can't mentor, right? Maybe you know you just can't. <laughs> I Kevin, I don't, I don't know about that, Kevin. He he really might be holding out on because see, I'm a season ticket holder for the Washington Nationals. Been there for seven years. He took a group of kids to the to the ball game one time. Mm -hmm. They got in. They got thirsty, and he didn't know that the Dasani twelve twelve ounce bottle of water is five dollars. He spent four hundred dollars in seven years. I haven't spent that much. <laughs> You go learn today, right? I told the man next time I'm gonna go to Costco before you. Yeah. on the way in. Yeah, full planning, full planning. That's right. That's yeah. right. But it won't happen again, right? That was his heart. Absolutely, Fred. What was one of the moments that you've experienced? Oh, uh, Lisa, I'll, I'll just give maybe one. I, you know, I, I've been with Devon since it started. I guess six years ago. So I've been to all the classics and. um 
Um, I think the one of the ones was awesome. This young man, and Devon knows his name. I forgot his name. He sing, he sings like Michael Jackson, right? So he was starting out trying to sing, and he just went to a whole nother level. So Lisa, he he didn't he didn't he just went, and the kids hyped him up more. So Lisa, if you can imagine him singing like Michael, and then he just kept going. Then I guess somebody else started rapping. Lisa, a hundred and like twenty boys rushed the stage picked the little boy up and picked him up and he was still holding the mic singing and every, everybody was screaming. Yeah, we tore down the Green Belt Marriott. It was, it was, it was amazing. Lisa, it was amazing. I mean, literally, it was like all the boys are so excited. People right. Lisa, I can't even describe like that boy being held and going around the room. Everybody's carrying him. It was just, it was, it was bananas, but it was so the kids, at least they could be kids. You know what yeah. I mean? They could, they could be they could be 12, 13, whatever. And it was just, be- it was, uh, what's the word I would say? Lisa, purity. The innocence yes. and purity. It was just amazing. And I think we were just sitting there like, oh, it was, forget the real, it was the one of the best concerts I've ever been to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What we're going to do real quick, we t- we're using y'all as kind of, um, this is going to be a test moment because we're going to do a small commercial. I think it's like maybe 20 seconds. So we're going to run a commercial and then we're going to come back and find out how they can get in touch with the 13th man, how they can um, get in touch with you all individually. Um, Cause you all are, are doing other things that people may be interested in as well. So give us a minute and then we're going to, um, and it'll just, we're going to go to a little small commercial. We're just testing this out. Um, and then we're going to come back and close us out. Perfect. Saving My Pockets was founded by Shariva Smith, where she tells you all the latest sales, all the greatest couponing tricks, hacks, and places to go to go find the half price items, buy two, get one free, even flash sales. You don't want to miss it. Even the biggest discounts out here on the streets. So make sure you join the Facebook group, Saving My Pockets. Welcome back. Okay, so we this has been a wonderful, wonderful conversation. I'm hoping I can bring you all back to talk more about what you're doing, especially with the, the trip to Paris and how um, even though we don't fit the criteria for being a part of it, how we can get in on that trip because um, <laughs> I have never been. But no, that is amazing. And I think I think that part is really huge because I think one thing we missed out on as as young people is that we didn't have those opportunities to travel internationally. And there's a whole lot of grown people that don't even have passports. Um, and you don't realize how important it is to travel somewhere else until you do it. And then you're like, I've been spending all my time over here when that's over there. So um, I think you all are doing an amazing job. Each one of you had has so much to contribute to this program. Um, the brotherhood and the way you all are giving back is just kind of to me, just my personal opinion of a perfect example of, of the kind of organizations we need to give back and pull back into these young people because we, we need to do that. I think we've missed the mark. Like I think Mr. Bradford said before, we missed the mark on some of these things and it's time to kind of fix it. Um, and this to me is one of those areas where we're, we're fixing it. And I don't know that a lot of people know that this is what's going on. You know, you sit in conversations with people and, uh, oftentimes I hear people say, we don't have things like that around here. We don't have organizations like that around here. Now, what I'm hearing is, yes, we do. We just need to, you know, put them in front of you so that you know, they exist. So, I want you all to tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. And then I'm going to end with Devon so he can say how we can get in touch with the um, 13th man and get involved. Um, let them know who you're looking for. If you're looking for young people or even um, people to help you with the other parts of the organization. But let's start with Mr. Bradford, Dr. Bradford, how okay. people can get in touch with you. I don't have a web page, but I, you can get me through <laughs> email at brewbrad. That's B-R-U. B-R-A-D at Verizon.net. First three letters of my first name, first four of my last. B-R-U-B-R-A-D at Verizon.net. I love it. Okay, so Kevin, tell everybody how they can get in touch with you. Probably the easiest way is probably via email. And it's my first initial last name, K-Wideman at Coneyag.com. Let's go K-O-N-I-A-G.com. K-Wideman at Coneyag.com. And Fred? 
Um, Lisa, they can hit me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, let me give you those things. I'm, I'm playing because Devon Kelly knows I know nothing about technology, Lisa. <laughs> I know, at least I don't even have Facebook. I, I still use a walkie-talkie. So, Lisa, if they want to get in touch with me, they can just go to Fred Lott Jr. Let me make you laugh. It's Fred Lott Jr. at AOL.com. So, I'm still AOL. I'm still AOL. Don't laugh, Lisa. And Lisa, before okay. I go, I just want to thank you for just having us. I mean, Dr. Bradford spoke so highly of us. So, Lisa, just know, I know all of us just so honored to be on here. So, thank you. It was all my pleasure. And you all will be back. So, be prepared. Appreciate it. And, and, and finally, uh, like I said, if anyone's interested, whether it be a mentor, whether it be a donor, whether it be someone who just wants to give me advice, check us out at www.the13thman.org. Uh, you can find it on the website. You can obviously uh, call us at 301-429-8807, or you can send me a direct email at devon at the 13th man.org. And as Fred said, Lisa, this has been great. Any kind of exposure we have is, is, is fantastic. We appreciate the opportunity. I appreciate uh, my three fellow board members and brothers for joining me on here. And more importantly, I appreciate them on this journey uh, for the young men. And I want to thank you all for coming on here. This has been a blessing to me um, and to everyone who tunes into Luncheon with Lisa. I am honored to have had you all on here. Um, so, yeah, I will definitely be in touch to bring you all back. And anytime that you all need to get something out, some information, a trip that you're doing, how you want to reach out, this platform is always available to you. I um, also want to remind everybody, thanks for tuning in to Luncheon with Lisa. Again, we come on every Thursday, 7 to 8. I will say that every now and then I go live too because I have my own online magazine. So I might be out reaching out to you all for more exposure there, but um, I do lives there as well. So I want you all to continue to tune into Luncheon with Lisa. Um, we have some amazing guests that come on here. We have some amazing programs that we're trying to expose to our communities. And I want to let y'all know that I appreciate everything that you all are doing um, for our young people. This was absolutely amazing. And I look forward to seeing you again. Thank y'all for tuning in and I'll see you next Thursday. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a good night. Everyone stay safe.